Welcome to the Awaken the Awesome podcast with your host, Uriyidi. This is Awaken the Awesome, a podcast where we take a moment to acknowledge that we are all in this together. Through enlightening conversations and personal insights, we like to connect with individuals just like you who show us how they are bringing a little bit of awesomeness in their individual journeys. Our hope is to encourage you to always keep pushing and to stay awesome along the way. When you see people you respect and admire accomplish great things while living their purpose along the way, it matters that you not only let them know, but to also genuinely celebrate these accomplishments along with them. It is admittedly amazing to witness all the great new things my next guest has been up to since her last appearance on the podcast. On this energy-filled episode, we take the time to not only catch up, but also cover a variety of topics, ranging from the power of affirmation to the importance of prioritizing oneself, something she's more than qualified to speak on. As a certified life coach, speaker, dance instructor, podcaster, activist, wife, and loving mother, Emmanuel Georges is an example of what powerful ambition and purpose-driven action can lead to. Emmy is a woman of tremendous energy and kindness, and it was a thrill to have her back on the program. So let's get into this. Awaken the Awesome, episode 74, with my good friend, Emmanuel Georges. Here we go. Seriously? Mm-hmm. I'm just really wanted to start it out, because usually a lot of people like to do this at the end of the conversation, but I really want to start it out, first of all, telling you how proud I am of you. Oh, I'm really tipping my hat off to you. We haven't recorded since, like, well, of course, we've kept in touch over the IGs of the universe, but mm-hmm. definitely, since our last talk last May, we are now in I January 2019. Yeah, we recorded last May. And at that point, it was a different story, and you were still like on the fence about podcasting. There was a lot of uncertainty and everything, and oh, through yeah. a very you know set of big, yeah, man, you did not have the podcast. Okay, you did so not have the first time. Okay. You did not have a podcast. You didn't have. You had a different job, and then a lot of things happened. The riots happened, and everything. <laughs> a lot of things happened, man. Yeah. But I just want to tell you, like a quick second, like off the conversation last time we spoke, and I really remembered very vividly. There was a lot of like uncertainty, but also a lot of hope. But I'm very proud of everything you've achieved, man. And that is no small feat because you've done a lot in a very short time. And I just want to say that I really acknowledge you for all your efforts and your mission. It's a very beautiful thing you're doing. Thank you so much. Thank you. And thank you for being there. Thank you for pushing me for always having a word of encouragement. That's important because I work a lot. And sometimes, you know, sometimes I can get frustrated, you know, what I was aiming for or, you know, my expectations are not met. But I love what I do. So <laughs> I guess so where do you think, because, again, when we left off, you weren't sure because we talked about that off the air. But, you know, a lot of people were pushing you for the podcast and, you know, and definitely like the podcast was something, the Nana podcast was something that was just into the universe. A lot of people were behind you, but there was a lot of hesitation. It was a lot of fear. Looking back at the Emmy of last year that was still on the fence, where do you think that fear came from? Feeling vulnerable, feeling like I'm naked. <laughs> that's what I that's what I felt. The first uh-huh. time the podcast aired, I was I felt like I was naked. I felt like people like I couldn't control. Because you know, when you post something on Instagram, you see who likes, you know who follows you kind of, you know? But there uh-huh. I 
the technical part is not me. So I can't see the numbers. I see them every two weeks. At that point, I didn't know who was listening, who would listen, where are these people? And mm-hmm. I just felt like I was naked. That, that, that was the reason why I was scared is not knowing who would listen. What are people thinking? Um, are people judging me? <laughs> um, what are people saying? So that's really what it was. And Which is funny, though, because you don't come across as somebody who, again, I'm sorry to say, but who cares about what people think about you? I, w- I would not think so. There's a difference between what people think about me as a me and what people think about me as the host of Nana. Because the host of Nana is a professional. It's somebody who knows what they're doing. You know what I mean? Okay. So the stress is not... And then the stress was at the beginning was like, oh my God, people are listening. What are they thinking? But then it became, what if it's not good enough? What if the topic is boring? What if the guest is not, you know, good enough? What if I can't find topics after like the third podcast? I was like, oh my God, what are we going to talk about? And now I just realized that (laughs) because I feel like it's part of my mission, things just Mm -hmm. flow. Because I'm not going to lie, Oli, I mean, you have, I don't know how many episodes you have, but like I have. 20 episodes and I can tell you I did not have to like stress and say oh my god what am I going to talk about what am I going to invite things just flowed like people called me I called people I met people the year was amazing for me the end of of last year in terms of the the people that I met and the people that I you know I crossed paths with I mean it was amazing so, yeah, I'm not scared anymore. <laughs> that's a good thing. But that's a good thing. But do you think the fear was a motivator? Because um, you did just put yourself out there. You did it anyway. Yes, but I have to say I was pushed. I don't know if I did tell you the story about the podcast. I, I yeah, because just one, one, uh, one day out of the open, you just, you just send me a link. It's like, yeah, episode one. It's like, <laughs> oh, okay, that happened quick. The thing is, there's this girl um can i like say names i mean go ahead my dear there's no problem you're gonna say space and i'm not afraid to say what i think so um there's blondie feldina who's Mm -hmm. an actress i think um at the time she had posted a video um she posts videos all the time she goes live all the time i think she has a line of product to become lighter those you know yeah what they call duco in haiti and she had just came up with a soap to wash your poom poom. <laughs> mm-hmm. And she was saying, oh, my God, you know, this soap is going to make it so tight. And you're going to be able to do this with Jean and then do this with Joseph the same day. And I was enraged. And everybody was enraged, right? Okay. So my friend, Kyle, goes on the radio and he goes, guys, you cannot be enraged. This is her thing. She wakes up every day. You know, plugs her little, you know, camera and microphone and does the work. And she has a million followers. I'm not saying I agree with what she's doing, but she's doing the work. And he goes, I have a friend who is amazing, who has like very, you know, interesting things to say and who Mm -hmm. has things that are very valuable. And I've been asking her to do a demo for me for months and she's not Mm -hmm. doing it. But then she's complaining about other people's messages. So he was like, if you want to, basically, if you want to put another message out there, just do it yourself. 
And that day my phone was ringing, Oli. I wasn't listening to him. My husband called me. My friends called me. The friends that know knew that he was talking about me. They're like, Amy, Kyle. So he didn't call you out by, he didn't call you out by name, but you knew, people but knew. I, yeah. You, okay. It was talk, okay. Everybody, like all my friends, all the people that were pushing me already to do the podcast, you know, they were like, Kyle is just blasting you right now. He's just saying that he's been begging you to do a, a, a demo and that he's not going to beg you anymore and that you have things to say and you're being, you know, and I remember two days later, I called two friends. I mean, two friends we met we recorded a demo that i sent to him like two days later and he was like oh my god that's what it took for you to do that and yeah that's how nana started and because i felt like it's like at that moment i realized that what he said was true you can't i can't control what that person is doing i can't control what that person is saying i can only control what i'm doing So you can't change the world by expecting people to change. You got to do the work, you know, your part. Mm -hmm. Because that's how I feel like the world will change. If everybody does their little part, then... Because it's so easy to judge people on the sidelines when you're not in the arena with them. Exactly. You know? So, And that's how it started. And that's why the first episode was about, um, um, you know, your relationship with your body. And, body. We, and we did talk about skin bleaching at some point, yeah. And I really enjoyed the first episode. You know what? You know why I like it so much? Because it was so candid. And yeah. it's exactly the format that has continued with, you know, with the podcast in itself, because it's a very laid back, very powerful, very honest, very transparent and use the word professional. I think it's very professional and it's you make no excuses about it. You have some quality guests and you sit down with them, not as um, you're not analyzing them. But you're exchanging because you bring a lot of your of your personal experiences in it. And okay. I am talking about the sexual the sexual assault episode. Guys, if you haven't listened to it, you need to basically like, you know, to have a good, solid emotional core to actually listen to it because it's a very powerful exchange. And I can only commend you both, you and Rafael, for exchanging that because it probably was not easy to share that. But it's something that I as a father of a little girl also Because I don't believe it's just women listening to you. That's another surprise about Nana. Guys listen to me too. And I still say bonjour, mesdames, which is hi, hi, girls. I still say that, but I have to train myself to just say hi because I know okay. that men, there are men listening. But I think it's okay. <laughs> but I think it's okay because I understand that it would, it's within a certain mind frame. And, of course, you know, you have to be smart enough to understand uh, what the message is. And I don't think, you know, you're you know, like, you know, guys are, are too macho to understand that, okay, this is a women's realm. Uh -huh. You need to bring, you know, both your ears and your heart and, you know, your intelligence to listen to the conversation and just, you know, just embrace it for what it is. And that's okay. You know, the same, the same way, you know, you can approach a, a conversation of you know, men listening to women and we're learning on how to speak the language. And that's very important. Uh -huh. Cool. Congratulations on that one. So now you're a certified life coach. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes. Yes. Congratulations yeah. on that. Thank I'm you. like, you know, that's, that's a really big deal, man. That's a really big deal. Cause yeah. like, you know, that's another chapter. How do you feel? Yeah. Um, proud. <laughs> proud because it's it's the first time that I feel like I've done something on the professional side that mm -hmm. I've done something for me. Really? Uh, yeah, I I did I studied education because I was a confused child. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was a confused student. I didn't know what I wanted to be. I went from dance to physical therapy 
to education to administration. I mean, that's pretty confusing, right? Um, <laughs> kind of across the board, yeah. I mean, so, we all. I mean, I stuck to education because my parents were like, dude, um, it's time. Like, you need to pick something, right? And my parents still don't know I did a year of political science. So don't know that. <laughs> And I, so I did education and then obviously admin, I mean, I did do administration because it's something that I like. I like managing. So management was definitely something that I don't regret doing, but it's still, I still didn't find myself, you know, con- like fulfilled with what I, with what I was, I mean, with my jobs, I've never Your felt, purpose? yeah, my purpose. Exactly. That's the word. So how did I, so when I had that job that I had a lot of time, I had a lot of time at my last job mm-hmm. um, and I decided to use that time wisely. I went back to school and, and did the certification, but I was so scared to take the test. It took a long time for me to take the test. That's just one day I was hanging out with my husband at his job and I was just, you know what, why am I doing this? Let me just take that test. And I, and I passed. <laughs> Cool. Obviously, yeah, because I had I had been done for like maybe two months at the time, and I was still procrastinating. I guess I'm a scary. I mean, I'm always scared to do. Was it still the fear holding you back yet again? Yeah, yeah, fear of I don't even know fear of failing. Fear, and I felt like you know I, I hadn't been in school for a while, so I'm like, oh my God, am I you know I'm am I gonna remember all these informations? You know, it's like, but. It's something that I love. So the exam was like a breeze for me. And yeah. So you, you genuinely feel you, you're, you're on your path right now? You're embracing yeah. your own purpose? And I always say that I think I posted a video after I took the test and obviously passed. I did say that I think all the people, all the women, especially who used to come to my Love Your Body class at the time, because I was already a coach. I wasn't certified. Mm-hmm. I wasn't. You know, I didn't have a, a diploma, but I was coaching and they let me coach them. And I was very grateful for that because, you know, a lot of those homeworks, a lot of those, um, you know, uh, classes, I, it's like, I was really, it's like things that I've done. It's, it's like, I've done all these things already. I had done all these things already. You know, it was just a paper that I needed to be you know, to, to go forward in my career, basically, because I was in, I was already doing that. I believe that that is a perfect example of you should always embrace all the opportunities that life puts in your path. Yes. Um, this is really funny. You know what's happening right now? And this is my wife telling me this. This is my older sister telling me this. The thing is, when I was a kid in high school, I had... Because, you know, when you have absolutely nothing to do, so your parents try to find whatever they can to keep you busy. So I had, um, an in, let's call it an internship, because I was basically working for free. Mm-hmm. I, for, I had an entire summer where I was on the radio in Haiti. So I was like, yeah, show up from 10 to 2. And mm-hmm. no, not 10 to 2. It was like 8.30 to, I'm sorry, 8.30 to noon. Mm-hmm. And you're basically manning the radio boards. Okay, here I am, 14, 15, handling an entire radio station by myself putting songs, like, you know, coming up with jingles and doing interviews and stuff. I'm 14. At the time, Uh I'm not seeing it. I'm just seeing, I'm just filling up my summer, right? 
But here I am right now, I'm thinking like, I have about five years experience in professional broadcasting. I'm like, wow. And my wife is like, you realize you've been doing this for a while because I did this in college. Uh And now I'm doing this over the internet. But this is the exact same thing. You know, because I talk to people all the time. I love people. And here I am just sitting here. And I'm like, this is actually natural. And my wife is like (laughs) slapping me in the head every every two seconds. I've been telling you this for like, but you should embrace your path you should embrace yeah. your path but also people always this question like what am i here to do what is my purpose it's a question that drives people crazy and i always tell them observe go back to things that you've done what do you like to do what are you good at where do you find yourself often and and you feel like you're at home because a lot of people think it has to be some big thing, like some big project. I mean, mm-hmm. I was always the girl who was encouraging my friends. You know, I was always the girl who was motivating people. That was no big deal. It just became my 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 passion, and I decided to you know work in that field at thirty. I mean, oh, I'm twenty nine, mm-hmm. <laughs> but at thirty, you know what I mean. Because I think people need to like pay attention to what's going on in their lives to to realize, oh my God, this is what I do and this is what I give to the universe and this is when I feel good and you know, for them to find that purpose because that's a question that drives as a coach. Tr- trust me, people are always like, help me. I don't know why. I don't know what my passion is. I don't know what my purpose is. And and as stupid as it sounds, I totally agree with you because it's all about how you choose to, because sometimes some people try to overcomplicate things. Uh-huh. Um, I'm not sure how you feel about affirmations. I know you're very big about that. And like in terms of the truth you speak into the universe, I had a really interesting conversation with a friend uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh-huh. Um, she's a hairstylist, uh-huh. uh, you know, of course, you know, doing that job on the side. And um, I'd hired her to do, uh, do my daughter's hair. Uh-huh. And I was we're just talking around and sitting down. I was like, ah, oh, have you been? Because we hadn't seen each other in you know, a couple of years. It's like, yeah, you know, I'm doing okay. I'm just, you know, because I really want to do this. And, and I just launched it at her. So why don't you? Yeah, but, you know, you have to go to a, to a salon and I'd rather do it by myself. Well, aren't you doing it right now? You know, uh-huh. it's like, yeah, but you got to get the contacts and everything. Like, stop with the butts. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And sometimes people think find me aggressive, you know, but I'm like, no, just stop with the butts. Just, just. Do it, just do it. Do the work. I mean. Do it, man. Just do the work. And you know what the funny thing is? Because mm-hmm. I would not let her go because you see she's obviously good and enjoying what she's doing. Mm-hmm. As she was leaving, I gave her a hug. Thanks so much for, for everything and everything. And you know what? And I just launched that into the universe, you know, because if you're not going to say it, I'm going to say it for you. Listen, when my daughter gets married, you're doing her hair. It's like, mm-hmm. ha, 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 ha. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, no, I'm dead serious. <laughs> I want us to keep in contact. I don't know how. I don't know when. But it's out there in the universe. At some point, I'm going to have to go through your assistant to get to you. But you will do my daughter's hair when she gets married. Some people think that I'm saying this just a joke. But you and I know that this, it's important to speak these truths because some people cannot speak these truths for themselves. I mean, and I you. want that, you know? Let me tell you. This year, I mean, 2018, that's what I learned. Affirmation works. Visualization work. Let me tell you everything. And that's why my faith, and when I say faith, I'm not talking about God or because, you know, people, it's just my faith in the good, my faith in, in always having 
I mean, there's always a way. That That's what I call faith. It's stronger than ever because everything that I wanted from the podcast to the, I mean, to the certification, to the job that I'm, you know, I have a job. I have a nine to five now. Everything that I wanted, I got. Everything. And it's because I knew in my heart, I said, I want this, I will get it. Every, any little thing. The people that I met, Olivier, the people, some people that came on my podcast, I just said to my, to myself, I want this person on my podcast. And I got a call or I got introduced to them, whatever. It just happened. It just flows. Yes. And, and that's why I do my affirmations every day. And sometimes they're not things that I, they're not precise. Sometimes I say, you know, I, um, um, the universe gives me everything that I need. It's not precise, but I do believe that I have everything that I need in that moment. You know, sometimes it's even money. Sometimes I, it's, even if I'm tied on money, I say, you know, I'm going to find a way to do this or to do that. And I find a way I get a gig I get a contract for a bachelorette party because I don't know if you know that, but I do bachelorette parties. I entertain. I mean, so I believe that people should try. And I, I've been begging my husband to do it. So, guys, if you're listening, just try. Believe in something, say it. Repeat it over and over. Believe it. And, ma'am, for me, it works. Like, imagine yourself doing whatever it is that you want to do or meeting whoever you want to meet or being in whatever situation that you want to be. Imagine it with details. It works. <laughs> Sorry, I took, like, a couple of minutes. No, like, no, it's okay. Working. Dude, you're here. We're here. <laughs> this, is, this, is a totally, this is totally an exchange of follow-up within me, and it's definitely, you know, something that I want people to come across in terms of, not just positive visualization, I'm saying visualization because everything is energy, right? Whether good or bad. And I say this a lot, anything performed with consistency and rigor eventually becomes a habit. So what I mean by that is it goes goes both ways. If you are a slacker, if you're somebody who doesn't like to get up in bed or if you're just like constantly like, you know, negative or toxic, that becomes your core. That becomes your identity. That becomes your truth. Yep. That becomes your toxicity. And it becomes that much harder for you to actually flip the switch. Yeah. OK. And that is so true. So what you're saying is like, if I'm hearing you correctly, it is as ri- not even ridiculous as fleeting mm-hmm. or as, you know, senseless as it sounds, you need to speak your yeah. truth. You need yeah. to say it, not just say, oh, yeah, it would be nice. But no, you, know, you need to voice it. And I, I wanted to say that it's not even just say it <laughs> because a lot of people say things. You have to mm-hmm. believe it. You have to believe it. And, and, and that's mm-hmm. the hard part because everybody can just repeat something, you know, mm-hmm. it's just believing it. And when I say that, you know, I am beautiful, boy, I believe I'm beautiful. And I'm not talking about my face. I am a beautiful human being. I'm a beautiful being. I believe it. You know what I mean? So the the work that people need to do, the first work that they need to do is believe in their power. This is what I found, find out in 2018. I am powerful. We all are powerful and we have no idea how powerful we are. And it's so beautiful. And people, as, as the minute you understand, you realize how powerful you are, then 
there's no limit to what you can do. And I'm living it right now. I don't think I've ever said that. You're just like, really, yeah, you're the first person, you know, I'm, I'm really saying that to. Well, it's important. It's important to connect on the same level because you and I think the same way. Um, because yeah. when I, when I tell people, you know, there's no, it's not an accident that I named this thing Awaken the Awesome because I genuinely believe that there's a lostness in all of us. You do not need to be a superstar to be uh-huh. a superstar. Yeah. It is within you to live and embody your own personal truth. Yes. I am not you. You are not me. We can actually build on each other. We can help each other. We can support each other. Everybody has to have their core circle of trust. And you cannot get through this process on your own. There are people who are a lot farther along than you are. And there are people that you'll have to pull along with you. But you need to yeah. be, it's a learning process. And you, yep. but you need to trust it. Yeah. You need to believe it. I totally agree with you on that one. Yep. We're on the same page. <laughs> But, and sometimes people think you're crazy and people think you're, you know, especially if someone is, you know, not living their truth or not, they don't, they don't feel like they're where they want to be. It's, it's so much harder for them to, to agree with me or to, you know, get to that place where they will, you know, look into their themselves and, you know, realize that they're powerful and all that stuff. I understand. So what do you that. tell them? <laughs> if they're not if they're not friends I tell them to come to let me be their coach <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> because I'm tired of working for free <laughs> <laughs> you know that's the tough part for a coach when you feel like you're not getting through someone sometimes just like you did for your friend the hairstylist you just keep saying it you just I'm gonna take that my husband okay Sometimes he feels like life coaches, da da da, you're always positive, you're not realistic. You know what I do now? I have a book. It's a book from Louise Hay. It's called La Force est en vous, The Power is Within You. Mm-hmm. And every night, while he's next to me, I just read a passage to him. And I tell him, think about it. Especially when I feel like it should, you know, be applied to his life. Mm-hmm. I read it to him. So I guess it's just always, it's like what, what what I tell people, do the work. As his wife, I just do the work. I tell him. I tell him over and over. Over and over. You know, I never get tired. Because I know it's hard. And it's a process. And it's easier when you're living it yourself. But when the person in a situation where they don't like their jobs, um, they're not where they want to be, they don't like their weight, they don't like, I don't know, they're not happy about their life, and you keep telling them, well, you're all powerful, they really want to smack you. I'm sure people think you're crazy sometimes, Brody, come on. All the time, all the time, all the time. Sometimes, you know, and even people, like I have a very core circle, a group of friends who basically get, you know, my podcast updates all the time and everything. I genuinely know this for a fact that, you know, if we go back in time, and I have to ask them again, hey, you know, like in five years, I'm going to have a podcast. It's like 74 episodes in, right? Uh-huh. It's like, yeah, or yeah. It's like, you know, we love you. Like, you know, you do that, right? Uh-huh. But that is when you know you have that core group of crazy people who love you just enough not to judge you. Uh-huh. And those are the people you need to keep around you. And that's why I think also um, your circle has a lot to do with your progress. Yes. Because if you keep 
the the circle. I'm not talking about weighing you down. That that's a bit condescending because there are people like you know who've always, who's been there for you. Like you know your ride or dies who've always been there for you. But there are people who are not good for you. I broke up with a friend this year because she was not good for me. I she, and she was a good friend in certain areas. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it's not someone that I want around because her energy was toxic to me. It wasn't matching my energy. You feel what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. this is important. And I remember I told her that one time. I said, you know what we have? We have time. We've been friends for 10 years, 15 years, and that is not enough. At some point, you have to be able to say that. This is not enough. What you're giving me or what we're giving each other, this is not working. I'm at a point in my life where I just want to be well. I just want to be happy. You know what I mean? And I know myself so much now that I know my needs. So I can recognize whether this is good for me, this is not good for me very quickly. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not playing like right now. You have to be aggressive. Yes. And apologetically so. Yeah, some people think I'm a little, you know, uh, tough or too, uh, how would you say that in English? Too uh, abrupt? Yes. And sometimes I say, well, who's going to do it for me? I got to protect myself. I'm going to give what you don't have. Yes, I'm only, I'm the only one who can take care of myself in that way. Nobody knows what I need more than, than me. So. Got to do what you got to do. <laughs> you have to because, yeah. and this is, and we're not just talking about friends because we're even talking about family relatives because sometimes certain environments are just not good for you. You know, I do not wish you any ill will, but mm-hmm. I genuinely care about you and myself enough to protect the both of us. One of us has to make that leap of faith to understand that, you know what, we're not good for each other. Thank and, you for and, this and time. That, mm-hmm. And that friend, if that old friend, it's not that I, don't like her or don't love her. Like I, I care for her. Like I care. I, I love people. I, there you I go. Care. But I just don't want her close in my circle. My circle. And like you said earlier, you realize that a lot of things happen. A lot of great things happened, right? During mm-hmm. those, you know, from May to now. And I cannot say that my friends had nothing to do with it or my family. They had everything to do with it. Mm-hmm. From my husband agreeing to go outside right now because I'm recording and the room is the only quiet place. You know what I mean? I mean, that's important because he could be on, on his bed right now. But no, he's out giving me my time. And if Malik wasn't sleeping, he was like, I would, I, I'm going to make him sleep for you. Like, don't worry about Malik. I got you. Go, go do your thing with Olivier. And that's important. Or taking me to the studios or wherever I need to go to record Nana. Because sometimes I need to bring like, equipment or sometimes whatever. My bachelorette parties, my friend Monique, she goes with me to those. Because it's late at night and I don't want to go alone. She goes with me. She plans. She's like my manager, basically. She doesn't get paid for that. She reviews everything I write. She reviews every post for no reason. My friend Stephanie. You need that support. I mean, I hope they listen, but my friends, she comes to every event. Sometimes I'm like, my poor girls, they listen to my message. And sometimes it's the same workshop, two different locations. And they come. And they pay for it. They You're pay supporting. For it. So my mother, I mean, I could have not 
done anything if it wasn't for my circle. So yes, your circle is important. You know, the same way I praise them, but you know, the situation could have been different if they were not supportive, if I felt alone, if I didn't have anybody, you know, to push me. And BB, my God. Oh my God. This, this woman. I need to give her a big hug next time I come to Port-au-Prince. I, she's one of my favorite people. Like, seriously, one of the genuine connections I made in 2018 was okay. with B. I, 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 I'm having a workshop at Zen IT, and I called it La Confiance en Soi, uh, La Base pour réussir dans votre vie. And she calls me, and it's too late. But I love the fact that she calls me, even though it's late, and I can't change the name. She's just like, girl... Your name could have been sexier. Like, you are enough. You always say that. Or you are powerful. Next time, we're looking for a sexier name. And I appreciate. And I agreed. And I was like, oh, my God. The name of the workshop could have been sexier for real. But, Mm -hmm. you know, I appreciate that she told me that. And she always tells me. You know, we push each other. And we're, we're not in the same field, even though I'm pushing her to be a life coach because I think she would be amazing. Amazing. Um, but we we never compete. BB knows she, you know, she can count on me. I know I can count on her. Sometimes, you know, on the technical side, I might not have a mic, you know, and I call her team and they're like, We got a mic for you. And basically one guy from her team is from my is my team now. You gotta back up people, is as they say they're following them when you email. Yep. Always. And 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 people who don't like you, you gotta let them go, man. Because not everybody's gonna like you. You know? It's something some people, some that, people love uh, me. Some people don't. Some people love Nana. Some people hate Nana. I'm too ZZ. I don't know how to say ZZ. How do you say that? I'm too whatever. But um, stuck up, maybe? No, it's like the way I talk is like posh. I don't know how it. I mean, but that comes from. I'm not even surprised because that comes from uh, from our from our culture, from our society, how we were brought up. You know, certain you know social distinctions into the realm of how you speak and how you you know how you carry yourself, and especially with the language, because you know, with two official languages being French and Creole, from the way we grew up, it's something that is not going to go away. You know, it's proof. Yeah. It's purely cultural. It's 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 mm-hmm. gone on from generation to generation. Certain things are taught and certain things, unfortunately, are transmitted. And that is one of them. Something I get it. Have to live with for but some time. I would appreciate if somebody would say, who cares? Let me just listen to the message and not listen mm-hmm. to the form, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, she doesn't speak Creole. I mean, people have. And that, that's why I say I don't care. You understand? When you were saying, mm-hmm. oh, you don't care. That I don't care. I care when somebody tells me, oh, that guest was a little. Eh. The conversation was all over the place. Eh. You know, those mm-hmm. critics, I I care about them because that's my work. But when someone says, uh, Amy, Zizi, or Amy, um, I don't know, or some people, somebody told me that because I prone, you know, self-confidence, they don't understand why I like wearing makeup. And I'm like, what? Well, yeah, because if you were not, if you were really confident, you wouldn't wear makeup. I'm like, I don't get it. Um, no. I wear makeup because I want to. I go out without makeup when I don't want to wear makeup and I find myself equally beautiful. So what are you talking about? But they came at me or there's a filter that I love. I'm not even ashamed of saying it. Snapchat has a beautiful filter. It gives you light. And you know, the person was like, well, 
it's, it was kind of an attack. Like you, 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 you're a life coach, you're proning this and that, but you're using a filter. I'm like, what? That has nothing to do with it. And apparently a lot of people say that about me. So I'm okay with that. Some people will love you. Some people will support you. And some people will not. And That is one of the biggest lessons I personally took away from 2018 is uh, basically acceptance. Mm-hmm. When you realize that part of the formula is accepting the fact that you can't do it all and mm-hmm. you and not everybody's going to get it. And that's okay. It's okay. That's one of my biggest lessons. Yes. And uh, I mean, I... I I don't, I can't say that it was a lesson because I guess I've been like that for a while. I've been thinking like that for a while because I was always this girl that people either really liked or really hated. So I don't see why you're such a lovable person. (laughs) Thank you. Well, I can be very, you know, I'm very, uh, direct. I'm not scared to say what I think. Um, and some people don't like that, I guess. You know? I believe that, and, and you know, sometimes well, we my do. confidence can look like I'm a snob or I'm, I think I'm all that, but it's really not that. A lot of people become friends with me and they're like, oh my God, I thought you were, you know. You're so laid back. <laughs> yeah. It's always a surprise to a lot of people, you know? But. Coming along this far with all the guests that you have and the experiences that you've garnered and, you know, I'm sure you've got lots of great stories. And as you said, like, you know, you're very proud of everything you've achieved and you should be. What has been in your experience? Is it what I'm I'm trying to formulate the question properly? Is there something because it's always a learning process? Is there something you're still struggling with? Uh, It can be anything. Yes, yes. I, I... I really want to be able to do a podcast by myself. I really want to be able to talk for like half an hour by myself and I still can't do it. I don't want to say can't. Okay. I have why and why? Um, I don't, I, at the beginning it was nerves, but I never tried again. You know what I mean? I think the longest I, I did two, I did one solo episode. I think it was, I think 17 minutes, maybe 20 max mm-hmm. and i felt like it wasn't enough um like i said i don't know i haven't tried again but is it because i'm scared i've never thought about it but it's the one thing that i want to do this year is be able to do uh you know 30 40 minute podcast by myself i wish i had not deleted our previous conversation over <laughs> whatsapp because i would definitely read it back to you word for word <laughs> Take it from this is my friend talking to another friend and podcaster from to another podcaster. Mm-hmm. If you're going to do a solo, my tip that is this is just me. Mm-hmm. Stick yourself in your car, stick yourself in a closet, hit record, and whatever comes out comes out. Make it genuine. Don't over polish it. Say exactly what you think and leave it there. Walk away. If it's 10 minutes, it's fine. If it's 30 minutes, it's fine. If it's an hour, it's fine. Never force it. You can't force yeah. genuineness. Well, and that's what right. I believe that the blockage that you're having is just that you want it to be something epic. You want it to be something meaningful. Sometimes, look, my first podcast, not to make this about me. I'm sorry. This is, you're the guest. My first <laughs> podcast, my yeah. very, very first podcast was about me getting hit by a car. 
I was in traffic. I had a car accident. I just thought I would make a nice podcast. That is my very first episode. One is basically me getting rear ended and talk about it. You really think that, okay, it's the most like, you know, life changing thing ever. Well, no. Well, you know, I just thought like, Hey, might as well. Let's try this out. Yeah. Hey, I have to you do can't judge yourself. I have, I have to try again, but I think it's... Give yourself. Give yourself yeah. time. Because sometimes I want to say things. Sometimes it's even... I want to say things about an episode, you know? And I feel like, you know, I should explain... Because people write to me and sometimes they don't understand what I mean. And sometimes I want to huh? go back and say, this is what I meant. Blah, blah, blah. But then I don't do it. So this year, I really want to be able to... Um, record by myself. That's mm-hmm. one of my goals, you know. Practice, practice, practice. Um, and practice, then also, practice. I mean, business-wise, I, I would say business. Um, in a sense that sometimes you know you can't find the guest you want. You're busy. Everybody's busy, and I want to be consistent. I want to be consistent mm-hmm. for my audience. You know, there I have like a. Whew, you don't understand the love I get. <laughs> People mm-hmm. are writing me like, "Yo, when is season three? Like when I ended season two, people were like, "We're not." I'm, I'm in my car. It's Friday. I listen to you every Friday, and I'm like, "You do?" They're like, "Yes." I I drive from Ottawa to Montreal every Friday. I listen to you, and it's people that in my head, I'm like, "They're not listening to it," you know. Mm-hmm. So I have a lot of people who listen, and I don't want to disappoint them in a way. I want to be consistent. Um, I want to be able to post every week, and um. At least every, I mean, 10 episodes every time. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I want to, I have to, I always have things to say. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just the, the courage to do it all by myself. Give yourself time. Give yourself time. Don't overthink it. Uh, personal episodes, solo episodes, they're very personal. So mm-hmm. I would recommend, uh, this is just, you know, my two cents, you know, just have a general idea and just run with it, you know, mm-hmm. and just launch it out there because you can only do by doing. Sometimes I repeat myself saying that because it's only the practice that's going to give you the momentum and the structure that you need. Okay. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's really hard listening to yourself again. But, you know, with a 10-minute, it's going to come a 20-minute. It's going to come a 30-minute. But you can only do by doing. If you hold yourself back, you're not doing yourself. It's the process. The listening part is the hardest for me. You have to. (laughs) Listening to a podcast. Because when I prepare the previews, suppose the little little preview, I have to listen to it. And I'm like, ugh. You know, because that's when you judge yourself. I mean, you become your own critic. And you're like, ugh. I shouldn't have said, I shouldn't have said that. Oh. But yeah, trust me. Because because you're in the moment. It's not edit we don't edit. We it's it's real. And mm-hmm. in real life, you're not perfect. That's I mean that's you're you. I, um, yeah. And that's what people tap into. And that's what's, that's what works for you. That is your message because that's what transpired through your podcast. That's what transpires through your workshops, your videos, your posts. Yeah. They're very inspiring. You know, I love the Sunday morning ones as well. It's like, okay, find peace. Go <laughs> take care of yourself. You know, understand that you are whole. You can only be one. Sunday is a day where I really relax. So those, everything I post, which is, you know, everything I post, I think. I just, I don't just, you know, find a nice quote or write something and just post it. Never. I'm an intense person. I live. I'm, I'm mindful, even mm-hmm. with what I post. So when I post something, I thought about it. I'm living a situation where I have to apply it. Mm-hmm. So 
Yeah. So on Sundays when I say breathe, believe me, I'm breathing. Breathe. <laughs> breathe. But seriously, because um, I'm just going to pick your brain for two seconds because like, I took some notes and everything. Because mm-hmm. it's very important that people walk away, you know, with tips or like, you know, just being a little bit more whole through this mm-hmm. conversation. Top five quick tips, you know, that people can walk away with. Like, you know, just not, you don't even have to be five. Maybe one is fine. Uh, quick. How do we care for ourselves? You know, just, uh, dude, just a simple thing. Dude, you just said something that like tomorrow, uh-uh, my tips are not something, things that can be done like this. No. Uh, my personal, let me tell you. The first self-care tip is to spend time with yourself. The okay. first self-care tip. And okay. you won't believe how, how many people are scared to be alone. I have, Why is that? I don't know. Because in your experience. Because that little guy inside of you is going to talk to you. And you can't run away from him when you're alone. So, yeah, guys, I invite you to do that. Spend time alone. And don't be scared to ask those questions. Don't be scared to introspect. Don't be scared to look at yourself in the mirror. That is the first step to self-care. That's how you're going to be able to care for yourself. It's by getting to know yourself. There's, there's no doubt about it. Because I believe that something a lot of people are missing out on is the fact that they need to reconnect with themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, I was reading, I was reading um, uh, the book by Charlemagne the God, a uh, radio broadcaster in New York. He wrote a book and he do, he's wrote basically running like, you know, some is like eight life rules, even like, you know, principles of success and everything. But there was a part of the book where he's talking about reconnecting with your core, you know, because yeah. like he's a big personality, like interviewed like thousands of people. Like, you know, he's a media powerhouse. Right. Mm-hmm. But even he has moments of anxieties and he has moments of doubt. Even he has moments of, OK, what yeah. the hell am I doing? And he explained in the book, not to, not to just like plug it or anything, but he explains, you know, he just gets in his car, flies back to his hometown in South Carolina mm-hmm. and just goes to his grandmother's house and sits on the porch and reconnects with his core. Because that's where he grew up on the dirt roads and listening to the wind and playing in the fields and everything. He goes back to his core. And as long as you're connected with your core, as in with yourself, your mm-hmm. values, you you're cannot never- go wrong. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's the first step to self-care. Um, second, I would say, I mean, obviously when people say self-care, they think about going to the spa and getting a massage and getting your nails done. I mean, all of that is definitely self-care, but for me, like you said, it it was a personal question. This, this is not the self-care that I talk about when I talk about Mm self-care at this point, because this is easy. Going and getting a manicure is easy, you know? Um, getting a massage. I mean, obviously, you have to take the time for yourself, da, 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 but that's still easy. But setting boundaries is not easy. And setting boundaries is self-care. You feel okay. me? Mm-hmm. Setting boundaries is taking care of yourself and saying, this is not working for me. I am not allowing this done to me or said to me. I'm sorry, because it's, it doesn't sit well with my soul, mm-hmm. as simple as that. And it's not something that's easy, because saying no to people you care about, um, it's just not an easy thing, but you just got to learn to do it, you know? Like today, I'm going to give you an example. Please. There's a, there's a gas issue right now. We can't find gasoline. So this morning, I had to carpool with a friend. 
So I woke up super early and my routine. So one of my goals for 2019 is to stick to my morning routine because it's very important to me. So this morning I woke up super early, didn't work out, didn't drink my tea, whatever. Woke up early and went to work. At work, my day was hectic. It's a new job. I'm still learning, right? So I get home and Malik is super excited, but he's in the shower. So I go outside and, you know, I go relax. I had, I, I warm some milk because it's kind of chilly in Haiti right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I warm some milk, went outside. And as soon as he got out of the bathroom, he was like, mama, mama. And I said, I'm coming. He said, mama, I started crying. Do you know that I, like, I went further down in the, in the yard and spent those 10 minutes by myself. And I, and I, and I told myself, it's okay, Emmy. You had a rough day. You have the right to those 10 minutes. Some people would say it's selfish. Your kid, his too, he's crying. But I, I needed, I needed those 10 minutes. And it's a, it's, it's a powerful account, please. So it's, 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 so that's what I'm saying. Boundaries are hard. And, and I still stopped after 10 minutes. I went back inside. I needed more than that. I needed more than that. But I, at least I did the minimum. I said, okay, 10 minutes will do. You allow yourself to Mm -hmm. give yourself those 10 minutes. Yes. You are worth enough of your life, of your time, of your efforts. Yes. To spend 10 minutes on you. Even if my two-year-old is crying, yes, he's well. He's not crying because he's hurt. He's not crying because he's hungry or whatever. He's just, he just wants his mama. And I get that. But I couldn't be, I wouldn't be able to be his mama fully mm-hmm. if I didn't get those 10 minutes. Cause I would, I would be tense after traffic. You know how it is in Haiti, in Port-au-Prince. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Coming from Cite Soleil to Boudon, I was exhausted. And in my head, I said, Oh my God. For one second, I said, what are you doing? The kid is crying. But then I said, girl, chill. You need those 10 minutes. And I relaxed. And when I went inside, I was just like, mon here's your mama. And we played. And there's a lot of parents. And there's a lot of parents that are going basically going to chastise you for that. It's like, what are you of doing? Course, and of I can course. totally respond to that. Because as a parent of two young children myself, I've to- I'm still in that chapter. If you, you think it gets easier? No, it doesn't. I had to train myself. You know, sometimes I come home just like you. I come home, I feed them, I bathe them, but I'm leaving them with cereal. I plug Paw Patrol on and I go hide in my room. I just lie down. I just lie down. <laughs> I don't get dressed. I, don't wait. I just lie down because I need to feel the sheets. I need to lay down somewhere <laughs> and don't think and not do anything yeah. before I get back into dad mode. But you because know what I'm the... going to say to these people mm. who feel like, oh my God, how can you let your baby cry if it works for you? And this is what I tell people, even when I do my coaching sessions, when I say something, you don't have to do it. Everything that I say is things that I've tried myself or things that I'm, tr- that I feel works for me. And I would invite you to try to do the same thing. But if it doesn't work for you, you don't have to do it. You don't have to take everything that I say literally and do everything. I don't know everything. And we are all different. So some people, they wouldn't feel comfortable. Those 10 minutes would be torture for them, mm-hmm. you know, because they would hear their kid crying and they would be like, oh, my God. And those 10 minutes would be wasted. But for me, it works. 
Mm-hmm. I always tell people, don't you don't don't judge me. Just don't do don't do it my way. Because I know mothers like for like in Haiti, you know, traffic, the roads. I don't go out with Malik a lot. We don't have places for kids. So every get together I'm gonna bring my kid? No. And some people judge me for it. It's okay. Because me, I'm not gonna come, relax. And we have a chance, like you said, we're lucky here in Haiti. We have Nunu's and we have um, my mother's here. So I can leave Malik with them. But some parents are like, oh, my God, you're never with your kid. I'm like, don't say that. But right now, I don't want to be with my kid. Because if I'm here to hang out with my friend, I don't want to be running, you know, after Malik for two hours. This kid never stays still. So some people totally get it. But And I beat myself up a lot. At the beginning, like I'm a bad mom. <laughs> I'm a bad mom. But then I'm just a mom who's doing her best. You know? definitely need to make another episode about parenting. <laughs> well, that's a whole other chapter in itself. Well, I'm new at this. <laughs> it's only been two years. Yeah, um, it's it's interesting. It's interesting. We're living in this. Like my son's going to turn three tomorrow as of this recording. Right. And like my daughter's turning six. It's just like it's they're a pair. They're a pair. It's uh, it's an adventure. You learn things. You learn oh, and things. Then, and then 2019 goal. I'm having another kid. <laughs> putting it out See? there in the universe. You're putting that into the universe. Yes. Yes. Good. I Good for you. Yeah. Good for you, man. Good for you. Yeah. And I know it's getting late. I want your hubby to actually get back in his bed. <laughs> I'm not going to take you too much of your time, but I can only, as always, thank you for the generosity of your time. Thank your you wisdom, for having your spirits. Me. Thank you oh, come that. on, man. Come on. You're, you're, you're a VIP. Come on. Like, no, everybody's a VIP, but not really. But seriously, you know what I mean. You're my friend. I, mean. I appreciate you. I acknowledge, you know, your, your power, but I also acknowledge your, your wonderful spirit. You know, you're a terrific so, person. Again, showing you all the love and respect that you deserve for everything you've accomplished. It's been a very short time, but when you take a macro view of everything you've accomplished in the past year, the, the coaching, uh, love your being, the rebranding. I love the logo, by the way. Um, I love the guests, a powerful podcast, even if it isn't Creole, guys, you definitely need to listen to it. Learn your Creole, <laughs> find a Haitian friend, have him translate it for you. But please do subscribe to Amy's podcast. It's available on iTunes or all on platforms, all, everywhere your podcasts are available. None of podcasts. I'll definitely link it up on, uh, on the blog post for this episode. But Amy, again, thank you. Thank and you so I can only wish you... All the best. Of and health. come to Haiti. Come to Haiti. I'll have I will. I'm supposed, I'm <laughs> supposed to come down. I don't have a date yet, but I'm definitely supposed to come down this year in 2019. I don't know yet, but it'll probably be somewhere in the next couple of months because my sister just had a baby. So the christening is probably somewhere down the line, but I don't have a date yet. But I well, will be there. early because I want to plan. Because I told a friend, I said, I had one episode with a man. And all my, I mean, all my women are special, but... I had an episode with Holly Vivillain, who's like a very good friend of mine. And I said the next one would be you. So I appreciate it, man. I'm Thank waiting. you. Open I'm slot. Waiting. Open I'm slot, waiting. man. Wow. So I'll definitely, so I, like, I can't die. I can't get sick. Okay. Nope. Right, I'm waiting for you. <laughs> so you. So you, you need to have me on. Bibi needs to have me on. Man, I'm going to need an assistant really soon. <laughs> <laughs> but all jokes aside, man, again, have a terrific evening. Thanks again for a wonderful conversation. And we'll definitely link up, man. Anytime you want to be back, let's make this magic happen. And again, thank you for everything you do, man. Everything you do. A great message. Thank you for the support. You're always there. You always have a word of encouragement. And you know what I love is when you just text to say, 
I hope you're having a good evening. And I'm just like, if he only knew how much I needed that, you know, <laughs> you're, you're, so, you're so random, but I love it. <laughs> I am. I really am. I really am. But it's genuine and sincere. Uh, yeah. that, that I can assure you. I know. All right. Do take care, man. Have a terrific right. evening. All right. Thank you. This has been another episode of the Awaken the Awesome podcast. We do love to get your feedback, so please drop us a line. Our email address, awakentheawesome at gmail.com. Also, if you haven't already, please hop on over to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, give us a rating, and leave us a review. We always do appreciate your support, and thank you for listening. Stay awesome.